Are we recording? We're yeah. good to go. Jeez, I should pay attention here. Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Thirst World Problems. We got a big, uh, big packed here. We got how many people here? We got five? Am I, am I good with numbers here? We got, uh, yeah. Nope. You might want to count That's yourself. Completely wrong. <laughs> Six. Sorry, I should count myself, right? Damn. I just woke up, so I won't lie. I just, I, just, I literally just woke up here. But uh, guys, thank you for coming again, Mike. Back again. Thank you for being on that episode last week. It was good. I don't know if any of you guys re-listened to that. Uh, Terry, did you listen to that episode? Yeah, it was a really, really good episode. You guys did. I learned, I've known this guy for over 20 years, and there's some stuff about his wrestling career I just learned about. I had no idea. Well, it looks like you're asking the wrong questions then. I guess so. <laughs> no, or kidding. not at all. <laughs> or not at all, yeah. <laughs> just didn't ask him any, just ask no wrestling questions whatsoever. Yeah, it was, no, it was well done, though. It was really insightful. It's fun to Perfect, be yeah. Thanks for having me again. No problem. Tara, if you want to introduce yourself. Uh... Yeah, okay. Terry Williams. <laughs> this guy just did not want to do that. <laughs> no, Terry Williams, uh, wrestling enthusiast, uh, good, good bud of the host, Nick. Just, uh, I know he's been doing this podcast for quite a while. I'm pretty honored to be on. I know you guys are garnering quite a bit of a following there on social media. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. We got Curtis here. Curtis, uh, thank you for coming on. I know we were supposed to do this last time, but, uh, you know, I think our timing was wrong. I left... And then two seconds later, you showed up, and then I was—I got a little bit busy, so it was hey, just like not a problem. Man. It is what it is. Hopefully, uh, I could uh, fill in for uh, Scott Stanford, and uh, hopefully, I, you know, I—I'm I, not sure I'll be able to uh, do him any justice, but I'll, I'll try my best. Trust me, you'll—you'll you'll do a great job here. I think—I think, I think um, this episode is gonna just gonna be a lot of of just you know, not really more matches i think it's more of just behind the scenes uh myself bell and uh, be here we just want to know what it's like to run a promotion and since we do have you know uh a wrestler and a fan here it gives you three different views of how event works so i think uh that's pretty cool here um let's let's start with how how did you start uh, doing shows like were you performing before or so I, I actually I originally trained back in 1999 and I was trained by a guy named Vance Nevada who um, Mike probably knows uh, very well uh, Vance Nevada is now based out of BC he's the trainer of guys like uh, Kyle O'Reilly the Bollywood boys and uh, Kenny Omega and um, uh for whatever reasons, I, I finished training and I just, you know, it wasn't for me. I, I didn't see myself becoming a wrestler. I really like the business side of it, though. Um, so fast forward a few years, um, I met uh, uh, my best friends, uh, Ste- Stefan uh, Epic, Stefan Gisselson, who's uh, a, a morning radio host, and a guy named Kevy Chevy. And uh, they're, uh, they're two of Canada's best uh, independent wrestlers. And they kind of got me hooked up and... Um, uh, just kind of uh, introduced me to the scene, and uh, from from there on in, I, I, I kind of st- I started working with C- CWE with Danny Duggan, 
and uh, just helping out behind the scenes and doing production stuff. And uh, uh, fast forward to 2017, uh, I uh, started my own promotion, WPW, Winnipeg Pro Wrestling, uh, which is still running. We have a show uh, coming up uh, in January. And uh, also, I, I'm running another promotion called WrestleMax. So we have that, that that runs out of Winnipeg, and it's actually branched out to St. Louis, where there's WrestleMax STL. So what's the difference between the two promotions? Uh, so uh, I actually I took hiatus from from WPW. Uh, there's there's myself and three other guys, and just uh, for whatever reason at the time we just weren't gelling. And and uh, my vision I, I had a different vision as to what what they wanted to do, and I wanted to uh, do a lot of stuff uh, and 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 kind of branch out and go go out of Winnipeg and do. Um, uh, reserve shows. Uh, I, I'm, I'm indigenous, so I wanted to, to service my communities as well, um, and just uh, it, it just wasn't in the plans for WPW. Whereas um, with WrestleMax, uh, that was you know my baby, and I was able to, to do those kind of things. Uh, so uh, I went and did that, did uh, did some uh, reserve shows, which were great. It was it was nice yeah. to go up to different northern communities. Um, Big fans out there, right? Eh? Big time, big time. We actually, I actually yeah. brought up uh, Darius Martin. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Darius and Dante Martin with AEW. Yeah, uh, and they loved him out there. He was, he was, he was a big, uh, mm-hmm. big star up there. And uh, yeah, so like we, you know, it was it was great to uh, to work uh, in those communities. Uh, and then just recently, um, WPW started running again, and uh, we, we started talking, and just decided that uh, we wanted to start. Uh, teaming up again and, and, and doing some stuff so here i am uh, promoting two promotions <laughs> look at that like like you mentioned like you do go to the reserves and like what's the what's the feedback that you've been getting like um i know it must be a great feeling that the fact that you're kind of giving back and entertaining uh you know just just to just to the people right so what, what are some what are some feedback that you've been getting from up there well, when we were doing it, uh, you know, the the pandemic really put a put a damper in things, unfortunately. But when when shows were running up there, um, it was it was a full day. So basically, we had the show at night, and we would do workshops during the day, and kind of just talk about things about uh, we would talk about drugs and alcohol. We would talk about uh, overcoming obstacles. Um, we would even do uh, uh, indigenous oh. ceremonies. We would we would do things like smudging, and uh, different types of, uh, of indigenous ceremonies. Um, but yeah, the feedback it, it, it was great. You know, like uh, they want us back there for for a lot of these these reserves, especially the ones when you go f- farther up north. Um, they're limited when it comes to live entertainment. So you know, they might get the odd you know singer from time to time. Uh, but they really look forward to wrestling, which they, they, they might get once a year. They might get during uh, a winter month when the winter roads open up. So, um, yeah, like for us to be able to do that and, and go up and entertain the community, uh, I love doing it, and the feedback's been great. That's amazing to hear, Matt. Vance Nevada, uh, I heard that name before because he is uh, – He, you said he's in, he's in BC, right? He's in BC now, yes, yes. Yeah, he's he's Thunder from Jalunder's arch nemesis right now. I literally just watched that promo, so that <laughs> name just like stuck out, man. It was fantastic. Yeah, and, and but let's talk. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's he's like, he, he's trained so many guys, like like I said, like Kyle O'Reilly and and like uh, um, uh, the Singh brothers, uh, the Hollywood Hollywood boys, or sorry, Bollywood boys, I should say. Uh, Mentolo, who's a, a big fr- a, a, a fan of uh, actually a close friend of, of Mike Reed's. Um, and Kenny Omega, who everybody knows. 
when you when you say close friend, like, and Mike's is laughing right now, is there? Uh, yeah, I kind of an inside joke there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that here. Can you can you elaborate on this, Mike? Or train me. Mental yeah. was with the with my with my first trainer. Who was your second trainer? No, I'm kidding. Actually, when I first went on my first tour, Vance Nevada. Oh, Vance, Vance. A whole circle there, connection. Yeah. Look at that, man. It's, it's, it's all it's all locked together here. So let's talk. Let's talk about your first promotion when you did your first show. Well, it was a big risk because one of the reasons that we that we we wanted to put this promotion together was uh, we felt that Winnipeg was was being underserviced when it came to um, future independent talent. We you know we would get the honky tonk mans and and the Brutus beefcakes and the Greg Valentines and uh, Kamalas and King Kong Bundies, which is which is cool, right? They, great bodies overall. Right, <laughs> which is which is great, right? It, it, you know, like we want to see the legends, but we really felt that there was um, a demographic that was really being under uh, under underserviced, and we were missing out on a lot of those guys that were the indie darlings, let's say, um, guys like uh, the Kenny Omega, right? We we you know we had him here, and he was you know we we really took him for granted, and then he went off and and, and you know did some great things, but there were so many other guys that. Um, we didn't get to see a lot of guys that you see in AEW now. Um, and we really wanted that to, uh, to, to be able to, you know, for, for our fans to be able to see that. So um, we made it happen. And uh, the, the biggest thing, there was so much anxiety going into it because we, you know, we, we, we thought we had that and, uh, but we didn't know for sure. It turned out that, it, that, that everything worked out and we did. We had uh, our, our first show was sold out. In fact, all of our shows have been sold out. Um, but yeah, there's definitely that anxiety factor going into your first show. Do you think like, hey, like let's make a profit, or is it more of just let's just put on a good show and then the rest will come together? Like, how, how does what's the, what's the mindset on that part? Well, my um, so so I, I actually I own a business, uh, First Row Collectibles. So I don't I don't want to go into anything without within with the mindset of losing money. I, I want to make money. Um, I want to be paid for my time. So something like this, we you know we put it all out there, and there was no ands if or buts. We were going to make cash doing it, and uh, it doesn't work out that way for everybody, and we knew that. But luckily for us, it did. Um, so yeah, like that that was the mind the, the mindset right from the beginning is that we're going to make this viable and we're going to make a profit doing it, and uh, you know luckily uh, you know we put in the work and and it happened. So Curtis, what's your relationship with some of the other local uh, promotions? Like, how does it work on the circuit? Like. Is it super competitive? Is everyone pretty much rooting for each other to succeed? Well, at first, let me tell you, they, they didn't want us. To, they didn't want us part of it at all. Like you know, when you hear about like territories, like they're very territorial. A lot of the older promotions. So like these guys, even being my friends, they, you know, they they did whatever they could to to. Um, kind of screw me over whether it be like you know the ring showing up uh, a couple hour, hours later than it was supposed to arrive um or just you know like talking to, talking to other talent saying you know what we, we want you guys to, to work with us exclusively don't work for for curtis and the other guys there was all that kind of stuff like that um but now uh fast forward three years later it's pretty good. It's pretty good right now. Uh, we're, you know, we're working in harmony, and we understand that we're not going to step on each other's toes. We're not going to run the same show on the same night, um, which a guy did to me a few years ago, and uh, you know, a, a friend of mine did that to me. He, he ran a show the same day as me, and 
you know, he, he found that that's not a, that's not a good, uh, that, 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 that didn't come out in his favor, let's say. So that's something he wouldn't be doing again. And, um, yeah, luck, luckily now things are great, but uh, they're, they're not always great. Well, because it's because the bus the bus runs late, right? So it only goes one way for, for a lot of these fans that, that take the bus. They're not going to be driving back and that's, forth, right? That, that's true. That's true. And, and, and I mean, like, um, like, like that too, like, um, you know, like, uh, what what we wanted to do with with our promotion is uh, we run on Thursday nights, so we 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 appeal to a different crowd. We we want the crowd that wants to come out and you know have some drinks and just you know part of that that party atmosphere where they come to a show, see some action. They're out by eleven o'clock and then they can go on to the next and go to the bar. And you know the the, the venues that we we have are in, a, in an area where they can go and um, there's other stuff happening. It's downtown. Whereas, you know, like that, that, uh, that bus, uh, uh, you know, stops running at a certain time crowd. They're cool. They're always going to be there. They're all, you know, those wrestling fans will always be there. And we knew that, but we appeal to a different crowd and, and that's cool. We we're for everybody, but definitely, we definitely want that young hip crowd out. Does, does Mike, that crowd, sorry, does, does that crowd bring in, um, I'm assuming it does, but does that crowd bring in a little bit more money just because, you were mentioning, right, that you knew when you went into it that you would be making money. A lot of, you know, businesses like this, you know, you try to start it and you're trying to scale it up to be profitable, right? But is that is that something you knew in your mind that, you know, if, if we are serving and we are getting some people who are, you know, using this as kind of an outlet to come out um, and, and that was that all a part of your business motive and, and, and profit motive or how does that work? 100%, 100%. Yeah. Uh, especially with, uh, when approaching sponsors, um, you know, we would, that, that's, that's what we would say, you know, we're, we're going after that 18 to 35 male demographic. So, you know, we can get like the, um, sponsor wise, we would get like the, the, uh, cannabis head shops and like the hip hop wear shops, um, and, and places like that to, to get on board as, as, as corporate sponsors. So that was a big, big yes. Um, when it comes to spending money at the actual shows, we knew we would take a loss merchandise wise and that, you know, like a lot of, you know, a lot of the crowd wouldn't be coming out to buy uh, action figures and, and, and autographs yeah. and things like that. Um, and, 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 and that's cool, you know, and, and we, a lot, a lot of the guys that are coming in to work for us, we let them know that too, that, you know, it's uh, we kind of let them know it's going to be like that PWG um, uh, style where, you know, like, uh, you know, you're going to get a smart crowd, but also a crowd that's there for, for the party and not so much for, you know, to see superheroes or things like that. Now, how, how, what, what would it cost to get like um, a title named after us? What, what's the budget on something like that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that? Say, say again, sorry. Well, what would the cost be if uh, we renamed one of your titles after uh, this podcast? What's up? We could definitely we could definitely work something else. Yeah, like that. yeah. That's, uh, you know, yeah. We uh, <laughs> it just just uh, just offhand, I I think we're we're looking at somewhere uh, between a thousand and and two thousand dollars. But uh, yeah, we we could definitely work something out. <laughs> you know what, you guys? That's not bad, you guys. That's <laughs> not bad. I thought Nick would have to max out his credit line. No, buddy, don't worry about that. My next question would be my next question would be Mike. What would it take for you to come out of retirement? You don't have that much money. 
You don't have enough money, man. <laughs> no, actually, no. Like, but seriously, put a if if you had to put a, a dollar figure, lowest like the oh, one the time. amount that would be that one you would time? have to go back one time. One time, you versus Nick, Thirst World Problem Belt on the line. <laughs> no, no, legit. No, like, legit. Like, actually. Yeah, like, Mike, what, what would it take for you to come back just I to do one match? I think it on the promotion and the opponent and... Well, obviously, Mike, like, obviously that it depends on those two things, but I mean, like... Like, I would have to... What if... That's what it would all take. I would have to take all that into account of how much I would charge you. Like, it would okay, be one like, more curveball in here then. Yeah, Terry is going to set up the match. So this is this is this is, this is Terry's match. He's setting it up. Because like certain people, I would certain people, I would give them a, a, a discount. But certain people would be like, for you, five grand, <laughs> or for you, a grand. But like to certain people, they would be able to work a fee. So I can't just be like, oh, this amount. Can I, can I jump in here? Yeah. So, so three three years ago when I started, I I actually didn't know Mike all that well. You know, we, we became really good friends the last couple of years. We you know we talk every day, but uh, I remember we were going up north. We were going to a place called Nelson House, which is about twelve hours twelve hours north of Winnipeg. And uh, my partner at the time reached out to Mike to see if he'd be willing to come up there, and. Uh, Apparently, I, the the price that he had quoted was like astronomical, right? Because I mean, my, Mike's Mike's a well traveled guy, so he knows what happens when you go up north, right? We're gonna be sleeping on gym floors, and like the the food up there is gonna be pretty expensive, and uh, it's not gonna be the best accommodations. So, uh, I, I know I know Mike is a is a high ticket guy. If you want to get him out, get him out, and, you know, get him in the ring, yeah, you're gonna be paying quite a bit for him. Yeah, <laughs> Mike. If, if you're asking for five k, I'm allowed to like break an arm or something. I think that's that's reasonable. Well, <laughs> no. So I I would say <laughs> no five. I would say five hundred. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's well, not bad. I would have to think about it at that point. So if we, if we say five hundred, you just have to think about it. Uh, the, again, it would be like who am I wrestling and where. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And how much timeline are you gonna give me? Are you be like, Mike. Is there I any need, cameras? Mike, I need to wrestle tonight. <laughs> well, Terry's <laughs> like, got whoa, it for whoa. you. Ter- we're queuing it up for Terry. So, <laughs> okay. So let me ask you, Mike. Yes. So I know you said it's all depending on who. Hey, buddy, this isn't your podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I guess I <laughs> can I can I, Sir Nick? Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just kind of going over what you'd say, it all really depends on the opponent or whatever the case or the situation. Yep. So over your career, who have been some of your favorite opponents that you have had that would say, you know what, this guy really enjoyed working with, I'd come back to work with that guy. Um, Great question. Ex-girlfriend? Joy Royale. Unfortunately, he's passed away, but he oh, was the first major wrestler that I really got in the ring with and really had uh, matches. So I remember we would have a best of seven match and he was the first guy that really got me into that mindset and got me into thinking I can actually tour. So he would probably be nice. um, We would have, we became like enemy frenemies. So like I remember when I got kicked off tour, we got in a fight. But, like, 
he was a good friend. Um, Frenchie Lamont. Just bad, bad business, but like not not personal though. Um, he had inner demons, so he just had a lot of issues, and so we just didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. But Sounds when like we, e. but when we did, when we put our differences aside and we had to have a match, we put on a good match. Yeah, yeah. So it's like everyone has that coworker that you work with, but you don't hang out with at the end of the night. You don't go to have drinks with them. But when you work together, you're professional. So, um, right, right. Frenchy Lamont. Makes sense. Um, Frenchy Lamont, he's a guy that he also took me under the wing, and he used to wrestle French. He used to wrestle Andre the Giant. So, like, he has a picture of him standing next to Andre the Giant, and Andre the Giant's making a fist, and the fist is literally the size of his torso. So, that just shows you how <laughs> big of a man Andre the Giant was, and he used to sell that Polaroid. And I think he's still wrestling, even though the man's like 99,000 years old, but. <laughs> I mean, he was the type of guy, I remember he would. He's got good joints. Man, oh, I'm going to, so he was the type of dude that would <laughs> take 20 minutes just to walk to the ring. But I remember one day we're in the gym and he's like, Mike, and he would smoke like a, a pack just in the morning. And he goes, Mike, you want to see something funny? And I go, sure. And then the next thing I know, the man is deadlifting like a full like set of bars and like a full set. And he's like, and he does it like a couple of times and then he, and then he goes, he does it and then he puts it back up. And he starts smoking and walks out like nothing happened. And it's like, <laughs> so this is the same man that takes 20 minutes to walk a block, but can walk a car. So, um, Curtis, um, as you, you mentioned, like a PWG vibe, um, what's, what's the theme that you guys mostly go for on a scale like the wrestling scale are you doing more is it more technical or is it more um like lucha based or like what do you what do you got what are you always looking for when when you're bringing so, people in um for, for, for me personally with with wrestlemax we're kind of we're kind of going with that that three ring circus we want to focus on like the technical and and uh high flying stuff but at the same time we want to have something that appeals to everybody so you know we're gonna we're gonna book a card that probably has six matches so we want to hit on everything. You know, we want to have comedy. We, we want to have that serious technical match. We want to have that high flyer match. Uh, we want to have that legend. And then we want to showcase that um, that indie darling, that that up and comer. So it's something it's a little something for everybody, you know, and um, we want to capture them when they when they see that poster. You know, when they, they uh, for instance, we have we have a show coming up January 13th. Uh, it's called uh uh, look who's finally wrestling, and uh, it's uh, it's featuring PCO and and Josh Alexander. PCO. But uh, if you look if you look on on the poster, there's also uh, talents like Blair Onyx, uh, who's out of Chicago and has done some stuff with AEW. There's local talents like AJ Sanchez. Um, he used to be my neighbor. AJ Sanchez was your, was your yeah. Neighbor? I went to school with him. I, I know AJ very well. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Cool. Cool. So yeah, yeah. AJ is one of those guys that uh, you know he's he's been on all my shows because uh, he's just he's just you know he's he's 
he, he can do everything that I mentioned there. He can do it all, right? He, he, he's the comedy guy. He's the high flyer. He's the tactical guy. But there's a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't see either. And that he's, um, you know, he, he's the guy that does a lot of the, the sound. He's the guy that helps coordinate the ring, the, the refs, everything else. So, yeah, that's a good guy to know is, is, is AJ Sanchez. Yeah. You mentioned PCO. I actually, funny, I actually Googled him uh, yesterday. And Bell, he's the guy who used to be one of the Quebecers from back in the day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. PCO's just his uh, initials. Have you seen him lately? <laughs> uh, I I've I've seen pictures. Yeah, totally not. He looks like a like a glacier guy, right? Like, is that is that the gimmick or? So no, he, he's actually he's, he's a French French Canadian Frankenstein. So basically, uh, the, the the gimmick is like the old Carl Willette or Jean Pierre Lafitte as he was died, and he's been re- resurrected. He's a 50, 54 year old Frankenstein. Which if you watch his matches, like they're they're absolutely disgusting. Like he, he's he's like doing flips off the uh, top rope onto like uh, the concrete. What? Or he's you know going through tables and he's just doing the craziest stuff ever. Um, he actually won the the Ring of Honor World Championship last year. Ring of Honor, fifty three yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. So with with Ring of Honor shutting down. Sorry, sorry. Did he just recently win a title? Yeah, yeah, he, he's uh, so he's doing stuff with GCW now, but yeah, he he won a title I think in some indie anyway in in, in uh, somewhere in the states. That's crazy. With the, the with with Ring of Honor shutting down, does that give you guys more opportunity to sign those guys, like, and do and do shows or? So with Ring of Honor, uh, when they were up and running, um, one of the things that they could do is that part of their contract is they couldn't do any any American independence, but they could work in Canada, Mexico, and Japan. So um, the Ring of Honor contracts never really affected us in Canada, luckily, and that's why you're able to see guys like like Matt Taven up here and Jay Lethal and the Briscoes, uh, PCO. List goes on and on, right? But uh, now with ROH shutting down, it just opens up their schedule even more. So that yeah, I think you will see uh, see a lot of those guys up here. Yeah. So, and, and Terry. So, as a fan, uh, you're you're a pretty big fan of like indie wrestling, right? Um, I wouldn't say indie so much. I think being like really close with Mike, that's like our bond is wrestling. So he'll kind of show me show me a lot of New Japan. Um, I've always been interested in the Japanese style, but Mike really got me more into it. Uh, I've seen a couple of the like early Ring of Honor shows with him, but I mean my kind of love for wrestling obviously goes back to being six years old watching WWE. Um, it's obviously, it's evolved. I mean, I'm from an era, I guess you guys are all, we're all fairly the same age, but uh, WCW in the 90s, ECW, like just any type of wrestling, really, I'm I'm in for it. So, Well, the, the reason why I'm asking is because now that like everything's being streamed in YouTube and you can literally just search whoever you want and see like everything now, right? It's kind of like it's kind of like people doing like basketball mixtapes and just to put themselves out there, right? You can just put it on YouTube or whatever now, uh, you know, Instagram, and you can see all these uh, highlights and stuff. So I mean, it's, just, it's just kind of surprising me that like you haven't uh, reached out to that part since it's so available now, right? Well, actually, one guy I remember uh, he's in. 
uh, Apollo Cruz. I remember he was in the Independence. What's his name? Yuha Nation. And that's one guy actually kind of reached out because that's I think that's how he got his WWE contract because he was uh, on the Indies and he was putting out all these videos of him doing this ridiculous thing. So, um, yeah, it's just something like I said, it's a huge wrestling fan, but I've never really had a chance to get into Indies so much. Um, been fortunate enough to go watch a couple of shows in, in Winnipeg, uh, PCW. I remember uh, Mike used to wrestle for PCW. He also River, uh, River City Championship Wrestling, too. So I've had a chance to get out and see some indies. But, you know, besides following, you know, AEW, WWE, uh, Ring of Honor to an extent now that they're closed down. But uh, uh, even Impact to an extent, I try to keep up on as well. But I uh, never really kind of got into the indies all that much. Well, with B, he's just his favorite character is just Kane, so he doesn't really know anything else besides Kane. So <laughs> this guy sends me Kane videos every morning, man. It's just ridiculous. Like, what's the point of that? Can you blame me? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.